Hi everyone and welcome to The Femaling Show. I am your host, Nicole Goodman, and I am a woman's identity expert and coach. As women, we fall into different phases of identity throughout adult life and during these, our challenges can look pretty similar. Here at WRS, I will be talking to you about the real issues we all face and even the ones we can silently struggle with. Through honest, heartfelt conversation here at Femaling, you will learn how to accept yourself, understand yourself and be yourself. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Radio Station. I am your host, Nicole Goodman, and you are listening to The Femaling Show. I'm glad to be back today, and we have a real treat of a show. Today, we are talking about resilience and resilient thinking, how to master it, understand it, and, well, basically just how to have some during this difficult time in lockdown. I know that my resilient thinking is uh, waning somewhat. I am joined by the incredibly impressive woman, Danny Simmons. Danny is a very, very close personal friend of mine. Um, and Danny has worked in the world of resilience for many years. Danny, welcome to Femaling. It's an absolute delight to be here. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Danny Simmons is one of the UK's leading experts in corporate resilience and well-being. She has worked for companies in the private and public sectors across a broad range of industries in the UK and internationally. Danny supports organisations and individuals to thrive during challenging times. Danny empowers individuals and teams to find innovative ways of increasing their well-being, their productivity and performance. Her global training programs have been translated into four different languages. That is so impressive. And her work continues to inspire positive cultures of engaged, high-performing people across the globe. Um, like, I'm so proud that you're my friend when I read your bio. That makes me so proud of you. <laughs> That's absolutely lovely. But bios take some writing. That took some writing. Well, <laughs> it worked. Than it, is. Let, it worked. <laughs> Lito gave me shivers. So, listen. Let's start at the beginning because I really mm. want. I really want us to get a handle of resilient and resilient thinking and what it is and how it can help mm. and why it's important. All of those things because actually, you know, this word resilience is thrown around a lot, especially at the moment. Um, so can you tell us a bit about what resilience is and why it's important? You're so right that it's been thrown around a lot. So there's a lot of people making a lot of noise about resilience. So I, I'm so delighted that you've asked me this first question because I think resilience means different things to different people. And all of us, it's not something that that you're not born with. All, all of us have the potential for resilience. So I'll start with a little definition, if that's okay. And it is yeah. just my definition. So over the years, it's it's changed and shifted. But the one that I've landed with is this. So resilience is the ability to respond effectively to pressures. And boy, do we have those right now. Mm. To be able to bounce back from setbacks and, and find the strength to overcome adversity. So I've known you for many years. Um, and what I would say to you and all of the listeners is that it, it's quite an individual thing. So the way in which you, Nicole, you might respond to pressures could be very different to the way that I respond effectively to pressures and the way that one of our listeners might um, find strength or what they draw strength from could be very different to what another person draws strength from. So there's no definitive um this is the way to be resilient. I think it's just um, certain qualities and capabilities that we learn how to build and sustain in ourselves. So being flexible, being able to adapt, and we certainly need to do that right now. When we yeah. get hit with a problem, and we frequently do, rather than kind of getting stuck in the mire of the problem, having the capacity to kind of lift up above the problem, almost like a helicopter view of it, so that you can see the problem with a little bit of distance. And also when you're higher above it, it's easier to be able to see solutions and ways forward. Mm. Also being more resilient for me, especially over the years of working with people has really been about increasing our innate capacity, particularly as women, to support ourselves as an absolute first base, and we often come last base, <laughs> and from yes. that first base, 
being able then to be able to support others. So um, I think it's like think the oxygen those, mask uh, yeah, metaphor, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Spot on. So it, it has to be strapped on ourselves first before we go to help others. And I think our natural tendency as women is that we go instinctively to support or help others first. And if, if particularly at the moment when the list of who we're helping and how we're helping them from homeschooling kids, trying to ply them off devices to, to being able to just, just manage, or I really don't like this word, the new normal, but I'm going to use it anyway, to being able to just get to grips with what's happening to all of us in this lockdown, that capacity to support ourselves um, first, it doesn't mean that we're selfish or self-indulgent, just means mm. we're practicing self-care. Lovely. And I have actually noticed that during this lockdown, and I don't know if you've noticed this, that my self-care has had to up like so that my normal modes of self-care for example <laughs> or my normal modes of resilience aren't yeah. they, they're just not cutting it that they're not they're not getting through they're not even touching the sides so yeah. my my resilient thinking for let's say or and my self-care and they probably go in the same sort of they're in the same sort of family I'm guessing yeah they are exactly beautifully that, said that, oh thanks um <laughs> that actually <laughs> that actually it's I could I could quadruple it and it probably still mm. wouldn't be enough in order to keep my yeah. my my spirits high mm. or my spirits of where they usually are like I'm really fighting against that so I mm. guess I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of other women that are finding that but it only mm. occurred to me the other day that oh my god I'm trying my normal modes of self-care mm. and can't it's really understand enough. why I'm not yeah it's not enough I'm why can't just not, I'm not feeling just not enough yeah, I'd, I, I'd love you just to imagine, um, and, and for all the listeners right now, because I think it's a really helpful tool just to begin the process of, of being able to up our, our resilient thinking. So imagine you kind of carry within you something a bit like a resilience reservoir. And at times that reservoir's you know, pretty topped up. And then particularly at the moment with all the challenges, if you imagine those challenges actually poking holes in your resilience reservoir. Mm. So what we need to do with all our practices, all the things that help us take care of ourselves and, and help us keep feeling uplifted and just basically sane, is we need to be looking to plug up those holes as quickly and effectively as possible so that we can keep those levels where we need them to be. And they're going to fluctuate. Resilience levels always fluctuate. That's normal. But right now... A lot of us are actually, they're so depleted, our resilience reservoirs are almost running dry. Okay. So a couple of times a day, it can be really helpful just to take a few seconds on a breath and just check in with your resilience reservoir and ask yourself, okay, where's the level? Don't judge it. Just mm -hmm. notice it. Yeah. And once you notice the level you can say, oh, okay, actually, I think I need to go for a walk right now. And, and, and you'll notice that during your walk, the level will raise. Or you might say, oh, I really need to eat something. Or perhaps I've got to go and do a tiny bit of exercise. Or I just yeah. might need to call a friend right now, particularly for those of us who are in lockdown, um, living on our own. I mean, it goes both ways in families. Everybody's driving each other mad. <laughs> when you're on your own, you drive yourself mad. So yeah. I think it's a really yeah. nice place to start. It's a metaphor, really, like the oxygen mask, but it just allows you to be able to calibrate what you need and, and to do it throughout the day and even, even just before you go to sleep at night. I absolutely love that. And actually what it does is it gives you such a beautiful opportunity to work out where you are. Exactly. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's okay this, wherever we are. It's yeah, gonna, wherever, it's going you, wherever to be different. you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes a lot, a lot of people I've spoken to recently have said they've had some unbelievably tough days recently. I think it's just as the lockdown is getting to a point where we're just missing human contact and connection. So it's even more important that we are able to connect with ourselves and and do what we can for ourselves to lift our spirits so that we're able to just um, connect with with whatever, whether it be a Zoom screen 
or our kid that's screaming for the 50th time that day. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why I came up with that example. Well, the reason that she came up with that example is because I was speaking to her on the phone the other day, or it was my sister, can't remember because my sister's living with me at the moment. And Danny was on the other end of the line and she could hear the drama that was going on in my household. And what did you say when I spoke to you the next day? You said, I actually felt all right about living on my own for that moment in time. (laughs) You're a very passionate family who expresses (laughs) themselves with enormous passion. (laughs) That is putting it incredibly incredibly kindly and I guess that that is a a lovely example of resilient thinking (laughs) it really is and and actually truly for for all of us no matter what our situation is right now we're we're dealing with a kind of a whole maelstrom like a storm of of thoughts that that um some of our thoughts are going to be sabotaging us right now whether our kids screaming at us or or we're trying to deal with that with whatever's going on around us or or we're on our own in lockdown or we're trying to to work out new ways of working and remote teams everything is so remote right now let's face it I can't remember the last time I asked someone I live on my own just to put that into some context um and so being alone with your thoughts or being with your thoughts in connection with others, you start to realize that actually, if you are having a load of thoughts that are sabotaging you as as pressure and stress increases, it becomes even more critical that we know how to firstly catch the thoughts that are sabotaging us, because quite frankly, they're not going to be helpful. And then we can challenge and change those thoughts so that we can create more thoughts that support us and help us succeed. So can we can we do a little kind of practice run and I will be your dummy if that's okay. Um, <laughs> You're far from that but yes I well, know what you mean. <laughs> you know what, okay I will be your example your experiment um, and I'm going to be really really open and honest here because that's what I always like to bring to femaling. I um, woke up this morning I had a really weird night's sleep I had very strange dreams etc etc and I woke up feeling very depleted and very tired. And I said to my husband, I'm not feeling great. And he's like, oh, my God, what's the matter? Are you ill? I said, no, no, not physically. Like, emotionally, I'm feeling very, very low. Um, And I've been feeling very, very low for a good week. But I haven't haven't really been admitting it to myself. I've been sort of, you know, getting through it just every day. And just actually what I've been doing, Danny, Mm. is having a go at everybody. Not my sister. She's Mm. been my saving grace. I've been aggravated with my kids I've been irritated with my husband and I've been blaming I've been sitting in blame that everybody else is doing everything wrong or not doing enough um actually this morning when I woke up and said I just feel really low something shifted the the irritation and the aggravation shifted because I think I was getting much more honest with myself about what was going on so so let's do some resilient thinking around this, if if you don't mind. Not at all. Yeah. Because I'm sure whatever I'm pointing to right now, there are many women out there that are feeling irritated with their husbands um, <laughs> or their children. Um, or, or, or themselves. And themselves. And ultimately, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, that's it is. Exactly. But, exactly. you know, listen, I, I'm a coach and I'm in, you know, I do a lot mm. of self-development work. I listen to a lot of self-development podcasts and books and I'm always yeah. reading, listening to something that's in this world. And and it still took me, I would say, a good week, maybe even 10 days to recognize yeah. that I was feeling really low. Yeah. Um, and, and you're not fe- alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> not in exactly. any way. I mean, I'm right there with you. I spun out completely last week. And, and, you know, I, this is my work. So you would truly think I would know how to pull my thinking back to a more resilient place. But there are times uh, when when these little guys, I'm going to in- introduce you to, to a concept. See what, see what you think of this. So um, do you remember the film Gremlins? You're probably too young for this, aren't you, Gremlins? I, 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 I vaguely remember. Vaguely. It, but yeah, not really. Go on. Okay. It wasn't really very important, let's face it. Sorry, Spielberg, but it just wasn't. <laughs> so if you 
I want you to imagine that that there are, so we're not talking about the little fluffy creatures in the film that were very sweet. We are talking about the ones that got wet or the ones after midnight that turned into, they are like rampaging monsters that cause havoc. So I want you to imagine that, that you have thought patterns, which are the things you say to yourself in your head. And during yes. times like these, they are going to be running through your head and their job, I call them stress critters. Mm. And you can make them look however you want them to look. And these stress critters, their job is to attack all your objectivity, all your rationale, all of your um, kind of uplifting, resilient thinking. And they leave you with stress, anxiety and negativity and that low place that you were talking about. That is their job and they are really good at their job they are so, really good they are really really, good. really good. they're great I mean, already I've, I've already um pictured one who's like a spiky really dark hedgehog who's got really fangy teeth and <laughs> what he says is your husband yep. is doing nothing he's not helping you at all and your kids are just being so difficult they're not remotely listening and everybody is do everyone is wrong that's right, you've got saying. it. Okay, so let me give you the name of that little critter. That Go one on. is called Blame. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It actually exists. So the cognitive psychologists, they call these thinking distortions. Um, I call them stress critters. So these are really thoughts that sabotage you. They're like thinking traps, okay? Yeah. And we don't see them coming. Like If you imagine kind of holes in the road, no matter how developed we are spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, we still sometimes walk down the same road and fall in the same hole because we don't see it coming. So blame would be a big one. Another one, and you can describe how this one looks for you, is focusing on the negative. So oh. nothing works. You, you cannot see any silver linings. They don't exist. It's just a massive black cloud. And that one is really, really um, hitting people quite hard at the moment. We, we would love to be able to focus on the positive. But once the focusing on the negative critter gets in there, you don't stand a hope in hell. Of getting <laughs> I anywhere. know. And you know what's really interesting is that last night, a more positive, per, more positive thought process was starting to come through, yeah. right? Because my my negative after the blame and after and focusing on the negative for me looks like my kids never offer to help, my yeah, husband never offers exactly. to help, and I have to do everything. It's horrible seeing all the things that they are not doing, not even remotely interested in what they are doing. And then this positive thought process started to come up, and it was kind of like on the you need to see what everyone is doing or what they are bringing to the table. And you know what I said? No, tell you know, me. And you know what I said to it? I said, no, go away. I'm not interested. <laughs> they are doing. I'm only interested okay. in blame and, and negativity. Okay, so do you want to know what that one is? Yeah, go on. That one's your love this one. It's a good friend of yours. <laughs> oh, God. Ready? Oh. Drum roll. No! no! I can't stand it either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand my husband. I can't stand the fact. I can't stand Zoom. Oh, that's been a mess. I can't stand technology. I can't stand the fact that I'm in a lockdown and I can't go out. I can't, I can't do anything or see anyone. And I, oh, my favourite one recently. I'm <laughs> really sorry to admit this one, but I'm going to anyway, because I'll be honest too. I can't stand joggers. So when I'm going for a walk, I know that they're breathing really hard. And then I'm going to be in their breathing slipstream. So my orphanizing critter, which is another one, which is great. So the orphanizing blows everything out of proportion. And, and it's like the Daily Mail critter. Sorry, Daily Mail, but it is. And so instead of the joggers, you know, they're just going for a run. They're keeping themselves sane. But as far as I'm concerned, they're breathing covid into the air and it and and I've got to try and avoid them at all costs otherwise obviously I'm going to get sick and that would be the end of everything yes so yes. there are so there are so many of them the other one which which I think is really um harming people right now uh, is the jumping to conclusions so the fortune telling critter 
and the mind reading. So the fortune telling is things like, I just know this has been a, a really difficult one for me. And I've caused so many rows because of it. It's coming from a good place, but critters are never helpful because they're always distortions of thinking. Well, I, I think that's the one thing they all have in common, isn't it? That it's Even just such on. a negative thought pattern that it just, it yeah. depletes you. It's disruptive. It's, it's completely, sorry, Siri keeps popping up on my laptop. I don't know what okay, Siri I can't wants. stand it either, Nicole. I, I can't stand Siri. Okay, <laughs> there you go. I cannot stand Siri. I find Siri, the mo- here we go on a critter. I find Siri the most unhelpful part of Apple. And whenever I need Siri, Siri never works. Oh, look, Siri's now laughing at me. I swear to God. I just saw I sw- it. I swear to God. Oh, no, it's Melis. Melis is laughing. Our so, lovely is producer that Melis? is laughing. Oh, yes, yeah, brilliant. I thought okay. I actually thought Siri was was because Siri does hear everything. Like sometimes when I'm really screaming at my kids, Siri pops up on my bloody watch. It's so what can I help you with? You know what, Siri? You can't help me with anything because every time I need your help, you don't help. So you can do one. Okay. So you have just beautifully <laughs> demonstrated a critter in action. Now, what happened there? And I'm going to be serious here for a second. Okay, okay, the thing okay. about critters and what makes them so destructive um, in our thinking is they love company. So if you imagine a whole row of dominoes lined up, Siri was the first one. And you just push that domino, that thought, then yes. creates another thought and another thought and another thought. And before you know it, it's not only Siri that you can't stand. You can't stand your husband. You can't stand your kids. And you really can't stand life. <laughs> yeah. And lockdown. Yeah. And lockdown. And, yeah. and so that's why we've got to be so um, mindful, really, about our thinking. Because once we get into this pattern of thinking in a way that sabotages us, it makes bad situations worse so much worse so we've got to be able to catch them you did it elegantly this morning you were vulnerable and brave enough to say actually I'm I'm really feeling low not feeling okay and some sometimes when you catch your critters and you start to become aware that your thinking's not helping you what that then gives you is an ability to choose To choose to think in a way that will support you. So the bottom line is we can't change our environments right now. And and that is actually a truth most of the time. But what we can do, and this is the uplifting, empowering piece, is whilst we might not be able to change our environment, lockdown, fear of the of the unknown, of the future, uncertainty, lack of money, the list goes on. What we can always do is we can check we can choose how we respond to all of that so we might not be able to change our environment but we can choose how we respond to it we can learn to respond skillfully rather than reacting habitually and that tends to be what happens when we're under pressure we react habitually and it normally comes out as an attack or a blame or, or, and remember that blame can go on, on self as well. So then we start beating ourselves up. And, and as women, we're often our own harshest critic, our own worst enemies. And, and we are the people that drive ourselves the hardest and the longest. So that, that piece around learning how to respond skillfully, response is so different to reaction. I'm sure you can just feel that. In yourself, I mean, words. honestly, I'm resonating so, so, so heavily with what you're saying right now. Actually, it's making me feel quite emotional because mm. I'm now going through the last week of where, how I've been, and how I've been sort of behaving and acting towards the people that I love most in the world. Mm. Um, and it hasn't, you know, it's not me at my finest. But this morning, when I said the words out loud, actually, I feel really low something as I said before something shifted but I do want to I do want to highlight something and perhaps you can help me with this and then hopefully in turn help someone else um I felt a bit guilty for saying that I felt guilty for saying I'm feeling low and I think that's what's stopped me from Mm. admitting it because and this is why I feel guilty I'm healthy 
all my family are healthy. My husband and I have had it and we've recovered fully and that's great. Um, my parents okay. are healthy. We will come out of this, you know, we won't be heavily financially hit that we won't, you know, we won't have to sell our house or anything like that. Mm. Uh, we we will be okay. We will still have food on the table. We will still have the same roof over our heads. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> hopefully everyone that I love will get through this as healthily as possible. So I, I know that I'm going to come out of this and I'm going to be all right. Mm. So therefore I feel like I don't have a right. And mm. that, and I guess, is that another critter coming up? Like I don't have a right to Holy. be low. Holy. Yeah. And and actually, I don't know, I felt quite emotional hearing you just say that because it so, it's so hard at the moment as we continuously, incessantly compare ourselves with other people. Mm. And actually, that's, that's probably the biggest critter that the human race is facing right now is demandingness. So I should be yes. grateful for what I have right now. I should not have any right to complain when I have friends and I do have friends who have lost their absolute nearest and dearest. I have no right to wake up in the morning and say that I'm feeling low because if somebody's been bereaved, they have a right to feel no, I don't yes. have a right. So yes. the should, must, got to, have to, an ought critter is is probably one of the most unhelpful. It's almost like if you imagine a massive, huge, great Actually, wall between us and self care. Just just repeat that again because I think that was really important. The should. So the demandingness critter. Yeah. Is is the one, the thought pattern, that says to us, it's when we place demands on ourselves and others in the form of should. Yes. must got yes. to have to and ought and so it's is, like I should be feeling okay I must yes. do this now I ought to be better yes That's I, I, I've I've got to get yeah. on with things because yes. people have it so much worse yes oh god that's a massive one of mine okay. that's a massive one of mine yeah so what what that critter does and it is enormous my one is is it's like a massive thing with horns and it's pink it's like bright pink hooves <laughs> <laughs> into view it's, and it's got a outstretched pointing finger and some most of the time that pointing finger points back at me but sometimes when I'm having an absolute killer of a time it points at everybody else which oh that's what mine earlier. does mine points <laughs> at everybody else <laughs> They so should funny. they should be behaving differently. They yes! know yes! what, what I need right now. My husband should know what I need right now. What's wrong with him? There's something wrong with him. So <laughs> I have my hands over my eyes. My palms are sweaty. I cannot tell you you are hitting home. <laughs> so this one, this one, what it does, this particular critter, is, is it really knocks out the ballpark, our levels of expectation. So for us perfectionism, my hands are raised above my head right now. It creates perfection, pressure, one of your favorite words here, guilt, disappointment and stress, because we're always going to be setting, this gritter is going to set unrealistic expectations and the demands are always going to be too high. So nothing is ever going to be perfect or good enough but as far as this critter is concerned it should be you're yeah. healthy Nicole so you yeah. should be able you're a coach so you really yeah. ought oh. to be able to ma to manage your state more effectively than you have been and then of course you can see what happens with the domino effect is yeah. you then start to feel worse because you haven't been and before you know it, you've basically just checked into the bad place. I mean, there is a whole hotel of rooms called the bad place. <laughs> We're oh, you living, talking about, in there. I, I, living in there. I've hired a whole floor. <laughs> I a whole floor. Whole you're, floor. I'm having a party. There's champagne there. You got it. I'm and that's what the critters do. They, they, they eat nuts and crisps and a lot of chocolate and cake, and they drink beer. And that's what they do. And they actually, if you just imagine them, like trashing hotel rooms of the bad place. So they shove you in lockdown in the bad place. You're locked into these places, and and that's what they do. They basically just make 
already bad situations worse. So we do not want our stress critters driving because what thoughts do is they drive how we behave. What So what we do and don't do, they, behave, they drive our feelings and they also drive our physiology, our well-being. So we want to get that critter. If you imagine your critter in the driving seat of, of your car in your head, I like to kind of encourage people that what we've got to do is, first of all, rather than just being a passive passenger and allow them to drive, we want to be able to imagine yourself in the car kind of looking at the driving seat and you've got an enormous demandingness critter behind the steering wheel. Yes. You want to look at that and say, uh, you need to go (laughs) and you want to literally pick it up and open the car window shove it out of the car window onto the m6 m1 wherever you are listeners in the country whatever your main motorway is and then you want to be able to get behind the steering wheel so that nicole goodman the kind wise beautiful person that i know and you know can get back behind the steering wheel so that you can drive yourself in the direction that you want to go in, which is away from the bad place and back to a place of self-care and kindness and compassion, which we all need right now. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful, Danny. Because I, I envisaged myself doing that. And I hope that for you listening at home, anything that's dragging you down right now, you were able to pick it up out of the driving seat and throw it out onto the M6 and or wherever you may be based (laughs) and actually and put something so much more healthy and positive which is yourself your heart and soul level in the driving seat so that you're the one that makes your choices your decisions and you're the one that's driving the driving the car it's beautiful such a beautiful analogy and it's Thank okay, that, that kind of moment, Nicole, where, where you just turn your head and you notice whatever critter it is. And there, and sometimes there's what I call a critter collection. You know, there's not just one <laughs> of them driving, you've got six on the steering wheel. No wonder we're so frazzled. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, and I think it's really important for all of us, the listeners, to just... When you have that moment of saying, do you know what? Okay, I've got focusing on the negative. I've got demandingness. I've got a massive I can't stand it itis and, and I'm doing blame here. It's okay to just, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? To just kindly, I guess, just say, okay, that, that here you are, guys. Here you are again. <laughs> I, I know you. I know that you are what make me human because we all have stress critters, Nicole. It doesn't make you bad or wrong or, or, or not sane. It actually just makes us human. So just to acknowledge, oh, hello, here you are again. And, yeah. I'm, and now, do you know what? Goodbye. Goodbye. So and what would be- you say is the opposite of a critter? Okay. Like what, if you, yeah, Perfect. So, so there's a little kind of bit so we've kind of caught them. We've gone, okay, hi, guys. Here you are again. You're not helpful. I don't want you here anymore. It's the first. That's the first point. The second one is we've then got to challenge our thinking because just suddenly moving from, th- from really negative thinking that's sabotaging you to really positive thinking, it's just not going to cut it for the majority of us at the moment. No, because we're going to no. change our thinking. We have to believe it. I am not going to start saying, I love lockdown. And have yeah. that as my affirmation. <laughs> I'm not going to be believing that. It's not going to be working for me. No, and I'm not no, saying that no. there isn't a place for positive thinking. I, I really am not saying that. But at the moment, I'm talking about a kind of process from when you've really checked into the bad place. Just leaping over to the great place is probably not going to cut it for most of us. So the piece that I would say in the middle, which can be very helpful, and they're just three tiny questions, which are so profound and see which ones resonate for you because do I need a do I need a pen I feel like I need a pen yeah grab a pen for this one grab a pen everyone grab a pen yeah it's gonna promise you this is going to be a useful little one here and then I promise you we're going to move on to the third change um, third C in a minute which is change 
So this challenge, it works by, and it's it's important that to do this physiologically, physically, as well as mentally, because of course, what we're doing is, is creating mind-body connection and the two need to be working together. So you first of all, when you've got a thought, give me give me one of your unhelpful thoughts so I can work with it. Uh, my husband never helps me. <laughs> oh, poor Adam. <laughs> Which is not true. It's not true, no, no, by no. the way. Twitters, does, but... Twitters are rarely true. They're distortions. Okay. okay so okay. it's not going to yeah. be true, this thinking. But right now, you're, when you're hooked into it, the critter makes us believe that it is wholly right, true, and real. I've so got a better that's... one. I've got a better one. Go, go. Sorry. I know that I know it's irrelevant what the thought is, but my kids never listen. Okay, perfect. Oh, oh that's perfect. That's a that's a black and white critter. So what your black and white critter does is it does always, never, everything, and nothing. He never listens. <laughs> she never. She never. Um, she never helps clear up um they are always fighting yeah, uh yeah, and, and what's yeah. the other one nothing is ever going to go right for me got yeah, that one black yeah, and white yeah, they do you've, nothing. Le- you've, yeah, got, yeah, you've got yeah, them yeah. all now <laughs> oh, I've got the collection okay. you <laughs> you me and everyone else so give me the line again give me the thought my, again my, my kids my, never listen my kids never listen I mean just <laughs> hear the emotional content to that not helpful it might it might feel true and it may be true, but never. Well, I'll go there with that one. So here are your challenges. First thing, most important with with reactive habitual thinking, it happens. Can you hear that click in a heartbeat yeah. in a heartbeat? OK, so someone walks in and says something you don't want to hear. You instantly want to shout at them. Yeah. The tech doesn't work again on your Zoom call. You you want to start writing an email um, to somebody about how frustrated you are. So that's what's known as AC thinking. So you have an activating event, you instantly have a reaction to it. Okay. Now it isn't actually the activating event that's causing us to react. It's it's our beliefs and thoughts about the event. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yep, yep. so it's your beliefs so and thoughts. So just repeat that. It's our beliefs kids. and thoughts that are about the event. About the activating event. So whatever's triggered yeah. you or whoever's triggered you, yeah. what we tend to do is we say it's it's that or them that's causing us to, yes. to get yes. stressed or blame. upset or angry. There's blame there actually, as well. Yeah. Yeah, let's blame them. Actually, yeah. it's not. Because your kids are just doing what your kids are always doing. It's your beliefs and thoughts <laughs> yes. about your kids, particularly in the lockdown. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So yes. if yes. just yes. imagine then that you've got an activating event, a trigger, then in yep. the middle, you've got this little piece, which are your beliefs and thoughts and expectations. Let's just put them in for good measure in the middle. Yeah. And then at yeah. the end on a continuum line, you've got the consequences, which are your behaviors your feelings and your health and well-being and they're always going to be impacted so most of the time what we do is we say my manager upset me my kids annoyed me so this is known as ac thinking so we're we're saying basically that other people's situations and events are the cause of our problems yeah now that's not actually true because what really are the cause of our problems are our beliefs and thoughts about yes 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 it's also incredibly disempowering because if you're blaming someone else then you have no power no change no control no power to change it so actually the locus of control it lies in being able to recognize that once we can get a handle on our beliefs and thoughts that's when we start to be able to take empower ourselves to recognize that we can choose our responses rather than they just happen as a reaction. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. We get to choose how we respond to something. So if my kid comes down, I've asked her to lay the table and she doesn't, or I've asked her to go and clean her teeth and she doesn't. Yes. Instead of jumping to my kid never listens to me, I get to choose in that moment how I want to think about the situation. I'm and that you. thought and that thought process will then determine my behavior 
towards her or towards the current situation? Precisely. So in a nutshell, you have just elegantly said beautifully that actually what it is, is that our thinking, once we can learn how to how to create more quality in our thoughts, create thoughts that support us rather than sabotage us, actually our thinking is the most powerful ally and friend we have to help change every single outcome in our life. Because if you imagine you don't yell at, at your girls and then the ripple effect is they then feel better and they then behave in ways and it and so it goes on the domino effect yes. actually goes the other way yeah. and moves us to understanding to compassion to kindness to yeah. to just having a better day right now calm. I mean, let's, just calm, calm. Yeah. calm yeah so you got your pen I'm going to give you the three challenges let let's get into some like just real helpful things how do we do this because all great in theory this but obviously in practice it's much it's much more challenging particularly in our current environment so first thing you do when when your kid is doing something and and the critic comes in and says they're not listening hardest bit this but most important is you really need to stop before you open your mouth (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was so personal as you said that (laughs) in promise it wasn't I promise it (laughs) because all of us before we send an email before we like start tapping aggressively on the keyboard that's reacting isn't it that's reaction yeah so So we're in reaction so if you don't want to react the only way to do that is to stop so how do you do that sometimes um for some people i'm going to give you a range of things and kind of go with whatever works here there isn't a right or wrong sometimes it is literally forcing yourself to breathe into your belly three breaths just or or even two if you can't get to three or even one if you're really triggered yeah for some people, the breath, what that does is it just grounds you in that moment and moves you away from the, the part of your brain that's really agitated, your amygdala, fight or flight, which is your sympathetic nervous system. What you're doing with the breath is you're giving your poor parasympathetic, the relaxed, the, the calm, the rest and digest system, a chance to operate. OK, so what we want to do is move ourselves away from our emotional brains and back to our rational brain, which is the prefrontal cortex that helps us make choice, that gives us choice back. And so, the only way that we do that is to stop. It's to stop. Just so for some minute, people, yeah. the breath works. For other people, it doesn't. Yeah. So what they need to do to get into the rational brain is actually do something rational, like count. So you might just count back from five, four, three, two, one, because counting is actually not an emotional brain process. It's a rational brain process. So it helps kick in. It brings your rational brain back online. Oh, I love that. I love it. Yeah. Back offline, which is really what we want to do here. So the counting I really love. The breath also works for some people. Um, Something that our wonderful uh, mentor and great teacher Brene Brown um, talks about is um, something like a spinner ring where you might just move it a couple of times so you're kind of physically doing something to again give yourself just the pause it's really a pause between react uh, uh, between a, a stimulus and and a response so we're looking to create any which way to pause some people flick an elastic band on on their wrist because it it kind of gives them a little physical reminder and she also says an affirmation doesn't she when she spins the ring so to get her she yeah so she she'll spin the ring three times and she says uh don't shrink don't puff up stand in your sacred ground and that brings her back to herself basically without her reacting to you know some mother at carpool who was judging her about working away from home or whatever it was and not not baking cookies she did yeah yeah Yeah. cookies okay Okay. so that's so that's the stop stop. and getting into the rational brain got it exactly 
absolutely moving away from where the critters live, which is in the in the emotional brain, away from them and forging kind of a mental pathway back to the rational brain. So once you've stopped, you can then step back. So that's that kind of moment of looking at the critters in the driving seat and saying, oh, okay, I can see <laughs> I've got awfulizing here. The Daily Mail's just moved in along with <laughs> focusing on the negative. Oh, hello, I've got my great big demanding this gritter right now. And <laughs> and that, that little, remember I talked earlier about the helicopter view. Yes. So what that does yes. is you kind of, you create a helicopter view to your own thoughts. So you step back from the, my kids never listen. Yeah. 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 And you actually hear and see that thought. So you're not actually reacting to it. You're just seeing it. Yeah. And then you can ask yourself three really powerful questions. So this is the pen moment. Is the thought I'm having right now actually logical? I'm okay. What would logical. a scientist agree with the logic of my thinking? So <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm <laughs> I can't be honest. Would a scientist agree that Siri can be a bit of an arse at times? I'm going to go with, oh, my God, si Siri just jumped back on. What can I help <laughs> you with? I swear to God. I swear to God. Would a scientist agree? Because uh, it's every time I say S-I-R-I, -I, that's why. Um, would a scientist agree that Siri is annoying? Uh, I'm going to say yeah. No, I'm <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you that one. Okay. Because I'm probably with you on that one. So that particular challenge would not be the one that works in this instance which is why we've got three of them so you you get yeah. to choose the one that works best given whatever thought you're you're getting besieged with so yeah. the logical one tell you what nick, nick the, the logical one works really well um if you're feeling something very strongly so for example just because you feel <laughs> i'm gonna use this guilty about something doesn't logically mean necessarily that you've done something wrong okay so I felt last week very emotional about a video that that I'd done for a women's summit and how many people had watched it and who had watched it and and just so many feelings about it but actually it, my thought was I I People, if people haven't watched it, it means they don't care about me. Okay. okay. Now, logic, is that logical, Nicole? No. Do you not care about me because you didn't watch my talk? Not, no, I adore you. Of course not. And I didn't watch the talk. Okay. So can you see? And now I feel guilty. No. <laughs> That's just another, we can work with that. <laughs> But, but actually, as I started to use that challenge, I realized how illogical I was being. Okay. Of course, people were busy. It was only available for, on one day. And, and things are happening so quickly on a day. So, of course, it wasn't logical to draw that kind of conclusion in my thinking. I just checked into the bad place. Not logical to think that way and it really pulled me up short it's yeah, a, love it. these really challenges love it, yeah. are a great way of slamming on the brakes so let's the, go to the next the, one yeah what's the third question yeah so the, there's there's two more the second one is is it realistic so is there actually any evidence for what I'm thinking right now so the fact that I believe that that my parents are, are going to get sick well, actually, what is what is right in front of me? Yeah. We often imagine worst case scenarios that yeah. don't actually come to fruition. We worry about things that never actually happen in reality. So yeah. what is real right now and what's a product yeah. of, of my yeah. imagination or fear? What is fact? Stick to the exactly. fact. Don't Stick to the any fact. story to it. Do yeah. not get caught up in the drama because drama is rarely factual. That's yeah. why it's called yeah. drama. And the third yeah. one is my favorite. Um, and I hope it is for many of your listeners too. It's the one I use the most. First one I call the, the scientist challenge. The second one I call the lawyer's challenge. And the third one I call the pragmatist challenge. So this is where you stop, step back and ask yourself, is the thought I'm having right now helpful? Um, is it constructive? Is it actually compassionate? 
So is it enabling me to get through the end of my day with some calm and, and some energy? Is it allowing me to communicate in the most effective way with the people that I love and care for? And am I, and this is really one I think for all of us right now, as, as we're kind of lashing out in ways that we really don't mean, is my thinking, is my thinking allowing any fallibility for self or others? Because we are all so fallible right now. We're all making mistakes. We're all messing up, but we are all doing it. So by stopping, stepping back and and asking if your thinking is really serving you and others right now, that whole process enables you in and, and it takes seconds, just seconds mm. between the react the, the stimulus and and the reaction. Those precious seconds stop, step back. Is this thought logical? Stop, step back. What what are the facts here? Stop, yeah. step back. Is this helpful? Am I being compassionate? Am I allowing people to make mistakes? Am I allowing myself to be human right now? That's what starts the alchemy of turning reaction to response. That's so beautiful. And the piece that I love most about that is, am I allowing myself to be human right now? And and also to add to that, am I allowing other people to be human right exactly. now? Exactly. Because, you know, my are- kids and my kids are finding it hard, too. My little one's really right. struggling with the schooling and not being able to see her friends and not being able to run around in the playground. And, you know, am I am I allowing for that? Am I allowing for the fact that she's struggling? Am I allowing for the fact that my husband's work is a lot a lot less than it used to be? Like, no, the answer is no, I'm not yeah. allowing yeah. for that. And you just did it. So, so you know that your challenges have worked if you get a no. Yeah. So, like for me, with 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 it all spinning out about the talk last week, I just managed to get myself to a point. No, of course, it doesn't mean my friends don't care. No, of course, this doesn't mean that that I can't do work to the best of my ability. I did the every. All of us are doing the best we can. And the bottom line is that I got to. Is it helpful reaching out to everyone and, and having a go? <laughs> it, it, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be really honest now. It feels helpful for a few split seconds because you've got it off your chest. But then it <laughs> just feels it. awful. And then yeah. it just feels awful, doesn't awful. it? It's the pits and you've fallen out with somebody or you've really upset your, you know, and the bottom line is your kids, Nicole, let's go back to your example because it's such a good one. Well, a lot of the time right now, they're probably not listening because there's so much noise that's going on in their own heads. Can't see their their friends. It's hard to work, to do school without without the structure and, and the support that they're so used to. So yes, they probably are not listening right now. But is it helpful to say that they never listen? And a lovely little tiny trick for the for the all or nothing thinking is just to simply put a question mark at the end of those sentences. Yeah. Never? Do they never listen? Yeah. Is your husband yeah. always? Um, what's something he, you say he always does? Uh, he never shuts the cupboard doors. Okay. <laughs> so do your, does your husband always leave the cupboard doors open? No. Frequently, probably, no. yes. There you go, no, you've no, got no. your no. Yeah. So can yeah, you no, see what, what they yeah. do, these challenges, is they just give us a chance, a much, much blessed needed chance to be able to pull ourselves up short a bit, get hold of the critter, chuck it out the window and and come back to ourselves where, where we can begin, um, and I hope I've got time just to squeeze in a couple of these, where we can begin to actually draw on what I call um, your resilient SWAT team. So these are your resilient thinking skills. So your Amazons, what, whatever kind of image works best for you, your warriors that are going to go to war with your critters, because oh, that is what yeah. is needed. They are going yes. to wrestle your unhelpful thoughts to the ground 
so that you can be in a position to, to take back control of your thinking. And you've got three of them. So I'd love you to come up with an image for each one because I know you're really good at this. So the first one is, is to learn the skill of being a bit more flexible <laughs> with our thinking. Flexible. Well, I, flexible. <laughs> I just had like a, like a yogi. Some yes. woman in her Lululemon gear with a bra top and some cool leggings who's doing like some backward downward dog. I don't even think that's a thing. Uh, bloody Siri's that. popped up again. Siri. Uh, no, no, no. I what, love what you, but do, you're not Nicole? helpful right now. Nicole, what, what? so <laughs> first thing, breathe. Yeah. Now, what is the thought you're saying about Siri? Just say it without getting hooked into it. Uh, what was I saying? That yourself uh, in that moment of reaction. <laughs> I know we're like, not allowed to swear. Like, yeah, exactly. It's really hard <laughs> to do it without swearing. Like go, go away, basically. I don't want to keep saying S-I-R-I because then it pops up. Go away. Go away. I hate you. I can't stand you. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever. yeah. Okay, all of that. All of that. So you've stopped. You've taken a breath. You've seen the critter. And give me one of the three challenges. So you're going to do this for yourself right now and your listeners. Is my thinking, which of the three would work best for S-I-R-I? Is my my thinking helpful? Okay. What's the answer to that? (laughs) (laughs) Big fat, big on flashing N-O. It's gone on Broadway. It's just massive. (laughs) You really make me laugh. Okay. So, no, it's not helpful. So, what we're going to do now is you've already started the process of moving away from, from the reaction. So, your flexible thinking would be um, instead of the should, must, got to, have to, yeah, ought. Yeah, yeah. You so introduce, hard, yeah. I would like, I'd strongly prefer. Yeah. Because... Because those, I'd I would, strongly you would, prefer you I'd go upstairs and clean your teeth. S I R I to stop. <laughs> My kids would think nuts. I've had a nervous breakdown. Like, what's wrong with mummy? I strongly prefer you Girl, lay the table. <laughs> I would strongly prefer you to listen right now. Because you can't actually, the more I'm going you to video good, it. you're going to what? <laughs> video it and send it to you. No, I'm joking. But no, I, I, I totally. Obvious, of course, I hear what you're saying because the or should got to must. Yeah, it's so binary. Right. It's so mm-hmm. brash. Yes. It's so hard. It's mean. It's actually mean, and it's nasty, and it's heavy. And I am so sick and tired of it that actually the I'd strongly prefer, I would like is really. I'd really like. I'd really like Yeah. Yeah, And just to remember, to move from uh, us perfectionists here, I must be the best, to I'll do the best I can with the time, resources, capacity I have right now. And that's so important for all of us, just to do the best Just repeat that, repeat that, Connie, that's really beautiful. So rather than I must be the best, I will do the best I can with the time, resources, capacity that I have available right now beautiful so that's flexible and then the last two I probably will just go with with one more because I think we've we've almost out of time is to be more supportive supportive in our thinking so when you're being overly negative or critical just stop and ask yourself if this was happening to a close friend someone I love with all my heart what would I do or say to them right now and that's what you do or say yeah and you know what came up for me when you said that is I'd probably just want to give them a hug yeah and actually you can give yourself a hug metaphorical hug exactly you know you can and and whatever that means whether that's just to sit down and pour yourself a glass of wine or run a bubble bath or walk around the block to chill out or like you said before call a friend like whatever it is for that hug is it it just the it's so much kinder it's so much kinder Um, I like to finish off on a quote. Um, Your 
wisdom today has been remarkable, Danny, and something I'm going to take with me for I was going to say the rest of my life, but I'm it it will stay with me and I'm definitely going to try this out this week and see if I have a better week and I'm going to report back to you on it. Um, the quote is, my mind, body and spirit are strong. I embrace all of life's challenges. I face my fears rather than hide from them. I choose happiness each day. I believe in the power of hope. I love my life with trust and courage. I set goals I can't possibly achieve and then I grow into the person who can. I know that no matter what happens in my life, I will be okay. I am resilient. Danny, thank you so much for being here. You've been amazing. This has been Femaling. I hope you've enjoyed it and we will speak with you next week. You have been listening to the Femaling Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Goodman. Thank you so much for your time and for listening today. If you loved this podcast and found value in it, please go and subscribe, write a brilliant review and go and share it with your friends who need a bit of femaling in their world. You can find me on all social media channels for more of my work, Instagram at Nicole Goodman underscore coach, Facebook Nicole Goodman Women's Identity Coach and you can also find my private Facebook group where all the magic and conversation happens with a really amazing community of women. Thank you again for joining me today. This has been Femaling. I'll be back next week with another episode. And remember, it is the most exciting time to be a woman.